Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Next two Brewers, two, two out, top six. Perkins, a short lead at first. Scherzer holds the set, the pitch. The runner goes, but it's swung on and missed strike three. And on the 102nd pitch of the game from Scherzer, he retires the side via his ninth strikeout, the third time he's punched out Weimer. Wood to Kyrie. He will drive it, and Kyrie will flip it in. 41 points for Kyrie Irving, and we are tied at 130. To after this swing, maybe something with his neck. Max Esposito, the athletic trainer, has been looking at him. And he went down to the tunnel into the clubhouse to get a closer look. And Corbin came back out after that, but right there you can see that something's askew right there. Into center for a base hit. Raley scores. They will wave Ramirez. The throw is just offline. And it's 6-0 Tampa Bay. The first seven have reached in the Rays' third. And Tor Lovello has left no choice. Well, not the start that anyone was hoping for, especially Brandon Flood, who had looked very good at Reno. Three consecutive wins. Difference of two seconds, game clock and shot clock. Harden sizing up Harford. It's a three. Harden's got 45! Timeout, Boston! Murray falling away. Rebound, Brown, bangs it home. Bruce Brown puts the Nuggets back up by one. Minute and a half remaining. Second and goal now. Lawrence fires into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Christian Kirk. Oh, and to the count to Marte. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. He got him with a changeup. And the ball game is over. And the Mets, in excruciating fashion, have lost to the Brewers again. The Brewers take the series three games to one. A particularly rough night for Starling Marte. And he'll deal 1-2 to Stanton. Pitch is dry. Three. Took a called strike and leaves the tying run at third. In the inning, no runs, one hit, one left. And the 3-1 pitch. Swung on and belted. Deep left field. How far is she going? Gone. Home run. Ronald Acuna Jr. That's one of the prettiest home runs I've ever seen in my life. 3-2. Swings here and hammers one to left field. Kelnick back, track, turns, looks. That ball out of here. Long gone beyond the Rangers' bullpen. That was a blast from Marcus, and the Rangers are on the board. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Monday. This is not Monday. It's Friday, the Friday, June 30th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and Kess Lux HD 2 100.7. 
The Diamondbacks, should they offer, uh, should they offer, he tried to speak, multiple young players to the Mets for Max Scherzer? The Suns, should they be interested in Kyrie Irving? Back to the Diamondbacks, should they consider sitting Corbin Carroll through the All-Star break? And should they send Brandon Fott back to AAA Reno again? James Harden, is he a championship puzzle piece? Bruce Brown, is he a piece to the Lakers championship puzzle? The Jags, are they still trendy, a trendy NFL team without the suspended Cam Robinson? NYC Baseball, are the Mets and Yankees both not playoff bound? Braves, Marlins, Rangers, Astros, are they all playoff bound? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9-15, the Diamondbacks and Angels weekend preview with Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register. 9-30, interactive time, interactive action, interactive action also. 602-260-1060 and also the local roundup. That will include a Diamondbacks and Rays series wrap and a uh, brief series preview of Angels and Diamondbacks. Final segment will be the National Roundup topped by the MLB scoreboard from Thursday and then after the Sports Zone from 10 to noon, it's the Extra Point. Hosted by Kayla, including we'll have more phone call time at 602-260-1060. All right, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with a KUS poll question at KUS1060.com. And today's question is: Should the Diamondbacks offer the Mets a combination of current young major leaguers and/or top prospects to the Mets for Max Scherzer? And Kayla has the early returns. As of right now, no. Leading the way at 100% of the vote. Scherzer was the top pick of the Diamondbacks in 2006 uh, before they traded him in 2009 because the organization and many, many others around baseball at the time did not think that Scherzer could be a long-term starting pitching uh, pitcher because he was considered an injury risk. Meanwhile, Scherzer does have a no-trade clause in his current contract. His current contract is $43.33 million dollars. This uh, that's actually annually through next season, so that's another thing to consider. Meanwhile, a couple of more things to consider there. Today's Twitter poll question: Should the Suns be interested in signing free agent Kyrie Irving? And once again, Kayla has early returns. No, out in front at seventy-nine point two percent of the vote. Yes, trailing at twenty point eight percent. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM ten sixty. Adding Irving sounds crazy, but new Suns owner Matt Ishbia is—he's uh, uh, resembled more a—he's uh, resembled a fantasy basketball owner more than a real NBA owner. Uh, and uh, you know, money, it seems like, is no obstacle here. Plus, Kevin Durant reportedly would like to once again play with Irving. By the way, uh, the Irving story broke almost simultaneously to Brad Beal, Bradley Beal's introductory Suns press conference when he said, among other things, that he's, quote, ready to take, uh, ready to chase, excuse me, ready to chase a ring, end of quote. All right, so also on the local uh, front today, Carbon Carroll selected to be an all-star game starter. 
Hopefully, Carroll will be healthy enough to play in the July 11th All-Star game. He left uh, Thursday's game with right sho- a right shoulder injury. That's the same shoulder that was surgically repaired and cost him nearly the entire 2021 minor league season. So, should the Diamondbacks at least consider shutting Coburn Carroll down through the All-Star break? Meanwhile, the Braves, well, uh, excuse me, the Diamondbacks, my bad. The Diamondbacks gave Brandon Fott another chance, and he was again awful. He got six outs, uh, and he uh, allowed the first seven hitters in the third inning to reach base before Tori Lovello had no choice but to pull the plug at that point. Should the Diamondbacks send Brandon Fott back to AAA Reno? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, ASU alum James Harden is available. According to multiple reports, uh, the Sixers are searching to, uh, for a sign-and-trade option for him. Uh, the Clippers, Knicks, and Heat, at least those teams I've seen mentioned or heard those teams mentioned in the last 24 hours. Is James Harden currently 34 years old, a piece to a team's uh, – that actually saw the team's championship puzzle, basically. Would he be the final piece there? Meanwhile, the Lakers are reportedly um, confident they're going to sign Bruce Brown. Brown uh, almost certainly is leaving the Nuggets after his one season in which he played a key role for the NBA champs. Is Bruce Brown a piece that will help the Lakers solve their championship puzzle? Meanwhile, from the NFL, the Jags, uh, certainly one of the trendy offseason NFL teams. They're going to be without starting left tackle Cam Robinson for the first four games of the upcoming season because he's uh, violated the league's PED policy. Are the Jags still a trendy NFL team without starting left tackle Cam Robinson for the first four games of the season? Meanwhile, June, one of the worst months in uh, New York baseball history, the Mets had the second worst winning percentage in Major League Baseball this month. And they also lost 14 games in the National League East standings to the Braves in one month. While the Yankees are the worst offensive team in baseball uh, this you know, before the last two days when they you know, scored a lot of runs to lowly Oakland. Meanwhile, can we just eliminate the Mets and the Yankees from our 2023 postseason thoughts? Meanwhile, this weekend, it is Marlins at Braves, Astros at Rangers, Atlanta 20-4 this month, Miami 14 games above 500. While the first-place Rangers lead the second-place Astros by five games in the the American League West. So, are the Braves, Marlins, Rangers, and Astros, are they all playoff bound? In addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, that's the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060 or in tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. All right, coming up next, Corey will have a news update. That'll be followed by the latest on the Angels and Shohei Otani with Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register. Also, Jeff, the author of the uh, the book, 
showtime. So we'll get into all that in the next segment and much more regarding the current this season Angels, who were uh, just out of the playoff picture right now. Also, once again, at the bottom of the hour, to be phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060, plus the local roundup. That'll be topped by a little more on the Diamondbacks, some from the Rays the last couple of days, and a little more on the Angels series this weekend. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kess Lux HD 2 100.7. Every Monday night, check out Ray Adams as he hosts the Monday Night Golf and Lifestyle Show from 6 to 7 p.m. here on KDUS AM 1060. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7. You're home of the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The Diamondbacks, after losing the last two days at home to the Rays, hit the road to face the Angels this weekend. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports zone by Jeff Fletcher, the Orange County Register, and also uh, author of the book, Showtime. And let's start with that, Jeff, uh, the book Showtime, S-H-O, and then Time. Uh, and how can the uh, listeners get a hold of it? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, You can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or wherever you buy books, and it's just kind of the whole story of Shohei Otani and his uh, his whole baseball journey journey from growing up in Japan, playing in the NPB, and then coming over to the Angels, and the the struggles he went through to get to the you know the fantastic seasons he's had uh, the last few years. You've covered Otani throughout his career, so you know what did you learn, or what did you uh, not know uh, while you were writing this book about Otani? Well, you really learn about, you know, how dedicated he is to, to baseball. And, I mean, you, you have to assume that a guy to do what he does would be like that. But it's really been a thing that he's focused on since he was really young. And, uh, you know, it, it gets into a little bit of uh, what he did to kind of flip the switch from those, those first three years in his career when he had a lot of injuries and struggles. And then he was able to really turn it on and, and just have an amazing season in 2021. Let's get into Otani right now. I'm curious about his regular, quote-unquote, regular work week. <laughs> um, what does he do on the side? How does he you know, differentiate or divide his you know, throwing on the side? And how often does he take batting practice, et cetera? He takes batting practice every day. Uh, he throws a, a regular bullpen session like the day before he starts, which is a little unusual. Most pitchers do it, you know, two or three days before. Yeah. And uh, besides that, he doesn't really kill himself doing uh, too much uh, extra work. He really has got it kind of down to a science to where he can get the most efficient, you know, uh, benefit out of every swing and every throw that he takes. So he, he really, you know, preserves his body for uh, for games. I mean, he's been tremendous in his last couple starts, specifically in his 14th home run in June on Thursday afternoon. Why has he been so hot this month at the plate? Well, I mean, he's had streaks like this before. He had a streak like this in 21. I mean, this has been probably a little better, but, uh, you know, he just 
when he gets his swing locked in, and, and you can really tell when he's hitting the ball to center field and left center field, that's when he's locked in. And a lot of his home runs lately have been going that direction. So uh, I think the Angels just want to enjoy it as long as it lasts. Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register, curling the sports zone. Okay, Mike Trout, hitting 260, 17 homers, 42 runs batted in. Some of the numbers since May the 1st haven't been great. He did have three hits on Thursday, so how would you evaluate Trout's season to date? It's really strange because clearly his numbers are, you know, the worst they've ever been in his career. His OPS is, you know, 850, 860, something like that. And his career OPS is about 990. So uh, he's definitely down. Um, but if you look across at, you know, the, uh, the peripherals, at the, like his strikeout rate, his walk rate, his swing and miss rate, uh, a lot of that stuff is just the same as it was last year when he had a 990 OPS and it 40 homers and, uh, you know, everything seemed to be fine. So I think that there's some bad luck involved. I think he's been hitting some balls really hard right at people. And, uh, you know, he's also had some little stretches where his timing has been off and he's been, you know, it's pop-ups. He says that he's feeling better right now and that he thinks, you know, it's coming and he's going to get back to being himself. But uh, it is very strange to see him at this point in the year with these numbers. The uh, Angels added Hunter Renfro and also Brandon Drury last, uh, last offseason. Brandon Drury, a former Diamondback who I always thought could hit, and uh, he's definitely done a lot of that. Uh when this lineup is healthy, and I'll get into that here shortly because that's rarely been the case this year, but when it's healthy, is this the best supporting cast they've had during the Otani-Trout era? Yeah, it probably is. I mean, when they have everybody in there, uh, they really have good hitters, one to nine. And, you know, they've Hunter Renfro batting like seventh, which is pretty good. That's a guy that hits 25 homers a year. So, uh, but like you said, it's, that hasn't been the case all year. They've had, you know, Anthony Rendon has been hurt a lot. Uh, Zach Neto, their shortstop, is, is now out. Um, getting those guys back would, would be nice. And they lost Gio Urshela basically for the whole year now. He, he was a key contributor because he's a guy that puts the ball in play and knows how to, you know, move runners over, get a guy in third, that kind of thing. So uh, those are all people that are missing, but, uh, you know, they're still – for the most part, their offense has been okay. They go in some, some kind of ruts, but uh, it, it's been all right uh, overall. They added uh, another former Diamondback, Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakis. Moustaka homered on Thursday, but he always homers against Lance Lynn. <laughs> so I guess that wasn't terribly surprising. Uh, what else might the Angels do before the deadline? Well, they probably could use some more pitching, uh, maybe starter and reliever. Uh, you know, some of their pitching has been kind of inconsistent. They they had hoped for better from Patrick Sandoval and Tyler Anderson. Um, so those, those kind of been some holes in their rotation lately. Their bullpen has been started off the season pretty poor, but then it's been pretty good lately. But they still have a lot of unproven guys in there, and you never know, you know, when they're going to need some reinforcements. I think every team in baseball would like to have more bullpen. So uh, I would say that those would be the things they'd be looking to add. Back to the injury thing, uh, Mickey Moniak, uh, you know, former overall number one pick, uh, they've done a nice job with him. He's hitting 308, but he was injured on Thursday. What do we know about his injury? Uh, he actually got hurt last Saturday. He just kind of tweaked his hip. He was running the bases and kind of 
tripped and, and sort of uh, got a little twinge in there, but it's nothing serious. If this were, you know, late in the season, he would be able to play. They just want to kind of be proactive with it. But uh, he, he was able to play uh, Tuesday, and then he played uh, Thursday. So, uh, you know, I think he's probably not going to be playing tonight just because they're facing a lefty. But I would expect to see him in the lineup on Saturday and Sunday. Earlier, you mentioned Neto. I mean, uh, yeah, he really uh, you know, filled a, a void for them, especially defensively at shortstop. What's his status going forward? He's got a strained oblique, and uh, today is the day that he was hoping to start some baseball activity, maybe playing some catch, taking some grounders, but uh, I think that might have been a little bit optimistic on his part. The, the Angels really, you know, if you have an oblique and you, you suffer a setback or aggravate it, that puts you out a whole other month. So the Angels really want to be careful with it. Uh, so we'll see. You know, right now there's no timetable for him, but he could be starting baseball activity any day now. So then uh, once that happens, we'll get a better idea when he's going to be back. Talking Angels, and of course the Angels begin a three-game home series this uh, tonight against the Diamondback for the weekend. Uh, talking with Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register. Okay, the Diamondbacks are going to face. They're not going to get to face Otani. I'm kind of sad about that. We'd like to see him pitch this weekend, but uh, I get it. Uh, but they are scheduled to face Griffin Canning tonight and Reed Detmers on Sunday. Let's start with Canning. I've always been intrigued when healthy, um, but he's been really good of late. 13 earned runs total in his last seven starts. Why has he been so good in these last seven starts? Well, he's always been a pitcher that's had a lot of talent. He's a second-round pick. He's got to the big leagues very quickly and had some stretches where he was really good and then he really just you know injuries kind of sapped him of his production uh for the last few months when he was pitching and then he pretty much missed a year and a half with his back injury and then once he comes back you obviously have you know some rust to knock off and so i think that's basically what happened you know his first month or so back uh this year he was just had to kind of get back you know, in his rhythm and, and get his feel for everything. And since then, he's just gotten better and better. So I think that he's been a, a really pleasant surprise for the Angels. They were not counting on anything from him because he's been out for so long, but they were certainly hoping that he could be back to, to what he was before the injuries. Detmers, he's also been really good of late. Uh, yeah, four runs in his last four starts, over 24 and two-thirds innings. Was he in the major leagues too soon after he was drafted, and why has he uh, appeared to figure it out here of late? Well, he definitely was up pretty quick. He came up pretty much a year after the draft and uh, had you know some ups and downs like any young player. And last year he, you know, he pitched a no hitter in uh, like his 14th major league start or something, and then he had some troubles after that. He made some tweaks with his slider, and then he was really good the second half. And interestingly enough, his slider, he kept adding more and more velocity to it, which everybody thought was going to be great, and he was going to be even better. But it turned out that he had a little too much velocity, and the pitch was getting too close to his fastball, and it actually was worse. So what he decided to do about uh, three weeks ago is really kind of turn the dial back down on the, the slider to where it was last year. And since then, he's just been really, really effective. You mentioned Patrick Sandoval. I think he's been a tease, out of lack of a better term, for the last couple of years. I got sucked in fantasy-wise a couple of years ago. That was a frustrating experience. Uh, I watched the Thursday game. Gave up seven runs. He did get dinked for some of those runs. Gave up some you know, soft contact, et cetera. 
but his body language it, when things go wrong just is i think bothersome uh do you think sandoval is going to figure this out at some point i mean it's tough it's something they've been talking to him about for years that uh you know you gotta you've got to control your emotions when you're on the mound and not let you know something bad of a bad play behind you or a blue pit or a bad call by an umpire you've got to just forget that stuff and make the next pitch uh you know, he's, he's had times where he's done that. I mean, his last two seasons were pretty good if you look at the total numbers. But uh, this season definitely has not been good. And, and uh, there have been some moments where he's just pitched poorly and some moments where he's been unlucky. So, uh, you know, they still believe he's got lots of talent and he's still very young. So I think there's definitely hope for him. But this is, this is what you mentioned is an issue that they would like to uh, try to clear up. Okay, so the Diamondbacks this weekend, hopefully Corbin Carroll will be healthy enough to play after the shoulder situation yesterday. I'm guessing that if there's any question, they might rest him a little bit considering he had a shoulder injury that cost him basically an entire minor league season a couple years ago. But uh, what should we we be looking for from the Angels this weekend against the Diamondbacks? Well, the Angels really need to to get some wins together. They've they had a, a hot streak that sort of vaulted them back into the race at the beginning of June. And then since then, they've been very mediocre, you know, playing basically 500 ball, uh, losing some games against teams they should beat. They lost two out of three in Colorado last weekend. Uh, they won the first two against the White Sox this week, and then they lost the next two. So that's very frustrating. So even though the Diamondbacks are certainly a very good team, you know, the Angels being at home, they really feel like they, they need to win two out of three. Uh, they want to play well enough to win two out of three. So, uh, you know, they've got between Canning and, and uh, Detmers, those are, you know, two of their better pitchers right now. So they're going to hope that they can can win those games at least and then uh, see what happens. Okay, Jeff, one more time. The book Showtime, and how can people, uh, the listeners, get hold of it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, on Amazon. I said that's the easiest way to uh, go do it, and that's uh, – Showtime, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played. And if you have any interest in Otani, uh, you obviously don't have to be an Angels fan, but uh, I think people should pick it up. At this rate, you're going to have to do a sequel next offseason, huh? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jeff, great stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks much. All right. Thanks for having me. Jeff Fletcher, the Orange County Register, and uh, – you know, good stuff on the Angels there. They're an interesting team, and I haven't said that for a while. I've never really, quite frankly, taken them terribly seriously in past seasons here recently. You know, everybody knows the star power, but they've added some pieces. And as uh, we talked about uh, you know, with uh, you know, Canning, and, 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 and you know, they, they've definitely got some pitchers. You know, obviously Detmers and Canning, you know, they're pitching tonight and on Sunday. I'm intrigued by the Angels, legitimately intrigued for the first time in a while. All right, next segment will be phone call time, 602-260-1060. And also today's local roundup. A little more Diamondbacks. So I'll have a little uh, quick you know, review from the last couple of uh, days. I wasn't here yesterday, but you know, Wednesday night was obviously a uh, disaster. Well, disaster was yesterday because it's... Brandon fought time again. Why? Especially against the Rays. Why? Uh, But Wednesday night, they blew the lead the ninth inning, and then they lost yesterday, so they lose two out of three. 
They've not had a good run of series against legitimate contending teams here of late. So you know, they lost two out of three to the Rays, who are obviously a contending team, one of the best teams. They are, you know, I think they still have the best record in baseball at this point. Hey, we'll get more of that in the next segment, more phone call time. Also in the next segment, 602-260-1060. HD Radio is here for KDUS AM 1060. Check out your favorite shows and games on 100.7 KSLX HD2. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time to the KDUS hotline at 602 260 1060. General discussion, if you want to jump aboard, 602-260-1060. we got uh, some time in this segment if you'd like to jump aboard, which is why we have phone call time right now. All right, uh, topping today's local roundup, the Diamondbacks lost the last two games versus the first-place Rays after uh, Scott McGuff blew a, a 2-0 lead in the ninth inning in the 3-2 loss on Wednesday night. Brandon Fott gave the Diamondbacks zero chance to win on Thursday afternoon. Fott, who basically was a home run derby pitcher for the Diamondbacks during his first stint this season with the uh, with the, the main team here, uh, he allowed a home run on the uh, on Thursday. The third battery faced he up a home run. Then he failed to uh, retire any of the next seven hitters. Excuse me, any of the seven hitters that he faced in the third inning, zero for seven, before Tory Lavello had to remove him. Fought during his demotion to AAA Reno, allowed five homers and five starts there. Uh, his recall, taking the place of the injured Merrill Kelly and facing the Rays, one of baseball's best offenses. The uh, latest example of how much the Diamondbacks' lack of organizational starting pitching depth is another example of why they should not wait until the end of June. Excuse me, end of July. This is the end of June, but the end of July to add before the deadline they're going to need at least one starting pitcher uh, on the trade market at least one meanwhile fought he faced uh, 15 hitters yesterday 10 reached base 10 of the 15 hitters reached base they threw one guy out stealing in the first inning before he robbed the home run it would have been a two-run homer meanwhile wednesday night the diamondbacks wasted zach davies surprisingly effective performance against tampa uh, Davies allowed zero runs on just two hits and seven innings in that game. Also yesterday, a good and bad day for Corbin Carroll. Let's kind of go chronologically. Carroll left the, the game against the Rays yesterday with the right shoulder problem, the same shoulder that required surgery. That forced him to miss nearly the entire 2021 minor league season. Tori Lovello, after the game, said uh, that the current issue is not expected to be serious. So we'll see what happens. Later in the day, uh, Carroll, um, you know, technically, by the way, is still a rookie this season, uh, was named as a National League All-Star team starter. He becomes the 24th major leaguer since 1936 and the 10th National Leaguer since 1948 uh, to be uh, you know, a rookie and be an All-Star game starter. Some personnel news, the Diamondbacks, in order to recall Fott from AAA, made a roster, had to make another roster move. They sent Justin Martinez back to AAA Reno. 
Martinez did not pitch at the major at the major league level during his two days or through two games Tuesday and Wednesday on the major league roster. The bottom line: the Diamondbacks lost a second consecutive series and third in their last four against current playoff opponents. Uh, up next, the Diamondbacks, as you uh, heard a little bit in the last two segments, we started a three-game series tonight against Los Angeles against the Angels, who are uh, currently two games down the loss column uh, from an, in the last uh, AL postseason playoff spot. Pitching matchups tonight, Tommy Henry, 4-1 with a 4.31 run average against Griffin Canning is 6-2 with a 4.00 earned run average tomorrow night. Uh, Ryan Nelson, 4-4 four four with a 4.97 against Tyler Anderson, 4-2 with a 5.55. Then on Sunday afternoon, Zach Gallon, 10 and 2. His earn run average is above three now. 302 against Reed Detmers. One and five, but that's incredibly misleading. He has a 377 earn run average, and he's been really good here of late. All right, on the phone lines we go. Matt and Phoenix. Hello, Matt. Bob, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing well, thank you. Um, by the way, those Tyler Anderson numbers really speak to Dodgers witchcraft, don't they? Oh my gosh, they do. Um, and I'm sure what, they're going to throw up all these numbers. I don't even know, but I assume, considering his days in Colorado and a couple, I right. remember a couple of starts where the Diamondbacks destroyed him. I'm yep. sure he's had no success against the Diamondbacks. But a lot of those starts were in Colorado, and also I don't know, other than maybe Christian Walker or maybe Cattell Marte. Yep. Uh, whether any of the Diamondbacks, the current guys that are playing, really even sure. faced Anderson. I totally agree. Um, you, you talk about starting pitching. Um, I'm trying to think of the guys that would be available. I know we've had some brief conversations about this before, but considering the division races in both of the Central um, and none of those teams being out of it, maybe other than Kansas City, um, Who's going to deal relevant starting pitching unless it's Marcus Stroman? And, and again, I'm not sure he's the type of guy I'd want in this clubhouse. That's true. Yeah, I think he'd be great here, though, because they play really good infield defense. And he's a ground ball machine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, you got to, you know, but he's, his contract's up at the end of the year with the Diamondbacks. Yep. We're willing to give up any young prospects for that, at least if you. I know there's you know the Scherzer stuff was out there in the last couple of days here. Uh, if you did that, you have to give up multiple prospects. At least you know you got to pay him forty three million dollars this year and next year. But at least you know he's under contract through next season. I'm assuming the Mets would have to take some of that, um, depending upon. I the would return. assume. Right? Why would you know? Why, there's no way the Diamondbacks would make that trade without some of the salary being paid. Yeah, um, Bob. This question is extremely painful for me to ask, but are the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies the second best team in the National League? Uh, no, I think the Diamondbacks are. Um, okay. No, at least at least right now. But, you know, the Dodgers are getting healthy for a few reasons. One, they're getting healthy this week because they're playing the Rockies and the Royals. <laughs> and uh, they obviously were really good last week, too. They were one you know, bad inning away from, you know, winning five straight games last week. Uh, but it's uh, the, and they get then plus they uh, they get Urias back tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? I believe it's tomorrow. I think uh, so. off the injured off the injured list and 
So they're getting a little healthier. Their lineup, obviously, is really good. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the Dodgers are, you know, I know they're not statistic, you know, standings-wise first sure. in the division, but in my opinion, they're going to win the division unless they have just massive injuries and maybe okay. Urias is, doesn't work out or something. But And they're going to make some moves for sure, um, whether it's big time or you know, just you know, tweaks here and there. No doubt that they're going to do something. I, I can't buy the Phillies. Um, their pitching has gotten much better, though, here lately. It their has. defense has been atrocious, which is not surprising. But what's really been bad, maybe not surprising when you have Castellanos and Schwarber on the corners. Uh, but, you know, even uh, Marsh dropped a fly ball last night in Chicago, which was just a routine play. Yep. Their outfield defense is, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to exaggerate too much here, but there are a few outfield defenses that I've ever seen Okay. In you know, 66 years, that are worse than this this group here. I mean, they're terrible on defense. If I were a pitcher, and the ball was hitting the in the air, you know, I'd be I'd probably exhaust myself from just holding my breath every time the ball's in the air. Fair enough. And lastly, what are these teams in each of the central divisions going to do? I mean, they're they're all not very good but they all have a chance to obviously get into the playoffs, win that division. I mean, for goodness sakes, Detroit's four games out of first. Yeah, um, but, are but they're terrible. Gonna, yeah, they're, they're horrific. Yeah. Are, are yeah. any of these teams going to make any moves or just stand pat and say, hey, let's try to win a terrible division and see what happens? I think the, the nobody. I don't think anybody thinks the White Sox are not going to sell. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, Dylan Cease is kind of the, you know, the wild card here, but – I'm sure that they, if they want to call and ask him about Lance Lynn, you've got him. This is, you know, what are you going to have to give up for him? Uh, and Giolito, what are you going to do with him? Uh, you know, uh, there's been, yeah, that's true. And there's, you know, the, the, the Liam Hendricks situation out there, too. Yep. If he comes back from his current uh, disabled, you know, shoulder thing, I'm not sure if it's a shoulder, arm injury uh, after he came back. Uh, too quickly after recovering from cancer sure. and so forth. Uh, but I don't think anybody believes he's going to be on their roster on August the 1st if, if he's health, he proves he can pitch. Yeah. So there was a starting point there. You know, Tim Anderson, who has been not good at all this year, but I'm sure there are contending teams out there that think, well, I can, <laughs> we could fix him. So, <laughs> you know, good luck. Personally, he needs to play second base if he's yeah. on a, any team, but – uh, I don't understand why the White Sox have Andrus, who's old but still a, clearly a better shortstop than Anderson. They got him playing second base, and Anderson's still playing shortstop. But what's well, this? The White Sox because they just don't—they got too many DHs, basically. Uh, but it I would think the White match up well with them in terms of a trade. I think it kind of makes some sense. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah, but definitely. But I don't. It, yeah, I don't particularly – if I'm the Diamondbacks, I don't want any part of Lance Lynn. But, uh, I agree with know, that. G, yeah, Giolito is certainly somebody I'd consider. You know, Cease would be – you know, I'm not the biggest Cease fan, as we've talked about, but I do think that he would be an upgrade here. But anybody that can throw a strike occasionally uh, would be an upgrade here. Anybody but Brandon – Anybody but Brandon fought. 
coming back to Arizona, uh, considering yeah, they I, if could I, use a bullpen. If I'm the guy Diamondbacks, too. yeah, I know. If I'm doing that, I'll do. I'm not doing the Diamondbacks. To me, I would be very hesitant. And I'm, you know, I'm leading the bandwagon here that they need to add multiple starting pitchers. But I would be very hesitant to give up any package of good players that are already in the major leagues, young players, or some of their minor league talent uh, to make a run for what are they making a run okay. for here? I understand. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't. Absolutely I think that they're they're I think they're a playoff team, yep. and that's in part because the National League sucks. Uh, but they're good, but they're not going to win a World Series this year or go yeah. to the World Series this year. Uh, I don't even know if there's, you know, if you just look at the current playoff situation, I'm not even sure I could take them to win a playoff series. And we just watched them recently. You lose two out of three to the Braves, lose two out of three to the Rays, lose two out of three to the Giants. I know they won two out of three at Milwaukee, but they're yeah. not any good. I know they're no. winning the division, I guess, now, but. Um, I just can't do it. All right, Matt. Good stuff. Good to hear from you. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. All right. Coming up next, we will wrap up today's spectacular radio program with the National Roundup. We'll get to a little bit from the uh, baseball scoreboard from from Thursday. And also, uh, time pending, we'll get to a uh, a couple games for today. Uh, Don't forget the uh, extra point coming up, hosted by Caleb from 10 to noon. So stay tuned for that. And I get to hang around and contribute. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, So stay tuned. You should be looking forward to that too, folks. Uh, You're listening to the Sports Zone right now for this rest of this segment and the next segment, hopefully, uh, with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlex HD2 100.7. Social information about KDUS AM 1060, try KDUS1060.com at KDUS AM 1060 on Twitter and Facebook.com slash KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. From the MLB scoreboard, the Marlins completed a three-game sweep at Fenway Park. Diamondback, former Diamondback Gene Segura. I've had a lot of former Diamondback discussion this hour. Uh, Gene Segura's infield single broke up uh, Brian Balow's no-hit bid uh, with nobody out in the eighth inning. The Marlins followed that up with three more, uh, and they broke a scoreless tie. They beat the Red Sox last night. Meanwhile, uh, as far as uh, the Red Sox go, This was the first of a a series of games, nine straight games for the Red Sox against teams that are currently in the playoffs. They're 0-3, losing at home to start that. The next three games, uh, they're in Toronto. Uh, James Paxton goes back to Toronto, where I think he pitched a no-hitter one time uh, against uh, Jose Barrios today. That's the opener of that series. Meanwhile, Max Scherzer was good again, and the Mets lost again. Devin Williams struck out uh, Starling Marte to, uh, with the bases loaded in the ninth inning, and the Brewers win 3-2 against the Mets. Uh, the Mets, uh, they're now a season-high nine games under 500 at the halfway mark of their season. 
three uh, they got a 355 million dollar payroll they're 36 and 45 they've lost 18 of 24 games at this point also last year by the way just by comparison the Mets at the halfway point were 51 and 30 and uh, things kind of went downhill for them in the second half of last season meanwhile the Padres lost uh, again they've now lost five straight they lost two at home to the Nationals. They now have been just swept on the road at the previously struggling Pirates. Another high payroll, $250 million, third most behind the Mets and the Yankees, and it is going horribly. Uh, they uh, actually wasted a four-run lead and lost 5-4 to four yesterday to the Pirates in Pittsburgh. They are now 37-44 and 44 on the season at their midpoint of the season. All right, some games to look for tonight in the series this weekend. Uh, well, actually, let's start with today with uh, you know, eleven twenty or so our time. Uh, Cleveland against the Cubs from Wrigley Field. Uh, Cal Quantrill, uh, who the uh, the Guardians continue to throw out there as a starting pitcher, even though they've got some younger pitchers that deserve to be starting more than Quantrill does. But he's pitching again. He's scheduled to pitch today. Against uh, against Steele for the uh, Cubs, uh, and the uh, the Cubs a 130 favorite in that game today. Also a little later today, Minnesota's at Baltimore to start the weekend series. Likewise, Boston at Toronto, as I mentioned. As far as uh, the big series, Miami at Atlanta, also uh, Houston at Texas, and the Diamondbacks tonight at uh, Los Angeles against the Angels, Anaheim. Uh, Tommy Henry against uh, Griffin Canning tonight, and the Angels in a 160, roughly a 160 favorite in Nevada consensus odds in that game tonight. All right, stay tuned. In the next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. More phone call time: 602-260-1060, and lively discussion. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.